It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down I was born. Well, welcome back to another episode of American Loser. We're live at a shared universe studio in Eatontown, New Jersey. Where else could we be? It's uh, my name's KP Burke. My father's a Dilf, and he's uh, sitting across <laughs> sitting across me right now. Uh, if you're new to the show, here's what we do: we have a live we, studio audience this time. We do actually. They're all guests too, which is going to be uh, possibly chaos. We'll find Hold out. Hold up their applause signs and write their thing. Rook in the making. Yeah, we're at a shared universe studio in Eatontown, New Jersey. Mike and Ming always take great care of us. Behind the ones and twos, who else other than? The, the big, big kahuna. kahuna. Exactly. What's up, man? Making you earn your money today, brother. Oh, man. And uh, it is a Saturday, Saturday morning. So Missing a- cartoons. <laughs> Yeah. And now multiple <laughs> mics and like, oh, my God, we're really putting the poor boy through his paces here. He, he just yeah. brought up a, uh, a, a please clap please sign claps. for the audience <laughs> participating. <laughs> uh, too funny, man. Uh, I'm excited, though. If you're new to the show, what we do is we take uh, a loser from American history and we tell their story. OK, because a lot of times people don't get uh, we don't get to dive into the loser. Second place doesn't get all the spotlight here in this country. But um, we're bringing back a guest today, LP. All Absolutely. Right? From our Pancho Villa episode. Uh, <laughs> Which took place appropriately during a blizzard. It did. That's as, right. Uh, and she showed up wearing a sombrero and you were wearing a full kilt in one of the most confusing <laughs> episodes. <laughs> right. Especially for the that other, was back in March. The other yeah. podcasters in the studio were very curious what program we oh, were Oh, yeah. That out. was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> we, we were in we full had, battle array. Yeah, we had another podcast going on at the time. They asked me afterwards... What was that podcast about? And I was just like American history. Just say we don't know either. <laughs> but uh, cousin you Megan, mean the sombrero returns and the, the handle of tequila yeah, and the guy did. in the we back and the kilt. And... <laughs> we get it done. No, cousin Meg's back. How are you, Meg? I'm good. Thank you All for right. having me. Uh, as part of uh, uh, an agreement, uh, we've brought your children here so that you'll behave this time. <laughs> two out of the four. So I'm... two out of. <laughs> Right, we're fifty percent. Yeah, we're fifty percent. It's still it's your two oldest kids too, actually. It is, which makes the most sense. Now, both of them are actually, uh, well, technically, one's in college, so she's two drinking. are in college. Well, I mean, Liam's not going to last much longer. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> He's a senior. <laughs> Leave him alone. That's right. He's months away. I thought he was out already. I screwed that one up. No. So, uh, okay, so your two kids are here. Two of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, cousins Liam and Maggie are joining the show. How are you guys? Everybody's good. Welcome, guys. Yeah, we're doing good. You're doing good, man. I thought you were a musician, Liam. A little bit. Yeah, you got yeah. talking to the mic, man. What are you doing? A little me? bit. I That's tend to fiddle around on a guitar, do a little bit of music. What's the name of the band bands. right now? Uh, was Sweaty Boy, currently thinking Granite Lake. Granite? He's got some like new Granite stuff Lake. going. Yeah. Is that a little hit to New Hampshire? Yeah. Drove I, past it on the way I up like there. I was it. like, okay. yo, that sign looks cool. That's about how it works. Plagiarism, <laughs> baby. The pride. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> when in doubt, steal. <laughs> that's right. The, uh, the pride of James Madison University is also oh, here yes. with us. Cousin mm-hmm. Mags, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm very happy to have you. I didn't know you were coming until maybe about an hour ago, but it's very, until very... Until my mom messed up the hotel reservation. I didn't know she was coming until she got in the car when yeah. we left. <laughs> <laughs> Under the bus. You see how quickly that's they did right. that? Well, what better way of spending parents' weekend well, yeah, than at home. one of your parents? yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. universe podcast. Exactly. What, uh, what do you guys have to do after this? Um, 
We're getting pedicures at four o'clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I Liam Taylor. drunk family back up north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well, it's just like a, it's like a bizarro version of Grammy's house on a Sunday. So it is a bizarro That's what we're doing here. Uh, I'm excited here. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about uh, – uh, this is a weird story. Okay. Now, when we talked about this topic – Megan immediately wanted on board with this one, and I, I'm so happy to have you back. I wondered if you picked me because you're surprised my kids haven't whacked me yet. It's, uh, well, <laughs> as the topic gets revealed, people are going to understand yeah. at home a little bit more what we're dealing and with. It could be too that you know if you're dealing with a woman that was batshit crazy, uh, maybe uh, maybe it's the one to bring in for the technical expertise. Well, that's what a terrible thing to say about your goddaughter. It's okay, <laughs> I can take it. You know, it's, all right. it's okay. Well, uh, one uh, I was like I said, we got a returning guest in Megan, and uh, Liam, you haven't been on the show yet, but you are in a band. Very talented musician. I've heard some of his stuff. Um, in order to try to gain notoriety for the band, you guys have to promote yourself, right? Yes, indeed. Have you ever thought about killing your parents? Uh, it's come across a couple times, but it's never for commercial. <laughs> what an game. album. In the high school years, we slept with our doors locked, let's be honest. Well, uh, one person got pretty famous from killing her parents, and that's uh, this week's American Loser. Uh, do you know the name, Max? Um, no Libby, pressure. Right? Lizzie Boy. Lizzie, Lizzie. And uh, what was the uh, Kahuna? You were saying it earlier. What's that? What, first of all, you know it's terrifying when kids are playing jump rope games and singing about you murdering your family. Right? <laughs> uh, Lizzie Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother forty wax. In and the then second w- verse, and when she, when she realized, realized what she'd done, she gave her father forty one. You got it. Yep. Ah, yeah. You got it. Megan Burke, always the teacher, encouraging him to finish. It. <laughs> Thank you. She so. teaches the uh, preschool kids that. I yeah. do teach Absolutely. the preschool kids. God help America's youth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Formative years. Let's yeah. talk about axe murder. Yeah. Uh, so there is uh, actually the name of this episode is Axe Bodied Spray. And um, I think it's way funnier than it is. But um, it's, a, it's a bizarre story, Lizzie Borden here. So um, we have a guest that's going to call in at the very end of the show who's actually stayed overnight in the house where these murders took place. Wow. Yeah, not really. I don't think we should have Burkefest there next year. No, I I don't think that's a good move. That's some white people thing. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand how y'all could be like, I'm going to go stay in a house where someone just got axed to death. Okay, sure. Sounds like fun. That was great, too, because... You have to pay money for that, too. It's on the front page of the brochure. (laughs) See, I'd imagine. I feel like that. I've I've heard it is, too. So I'm like, hmm, how about no? Not for me. Yeah. Well, it's a a weird thing, too, because the Kahuna... Earlier in the episode, we were talking about the whole Lizzie Borden thing. He just goes, he looks at me and my dad, and he just goes, that's some y'all shit right there. (laughs) Um, Word for word, too. That's exactly the exact quote. So uh, without uh, any further ado, guys, uh, born on July 19th, 1860 in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, Mags, what's your middle name? Hazen. Hazen? That's a good middle name. Uh, Liam, what's your middle name? Thomas. Okay, solid middle name here. Uh, Larry and I have the same middle well, name. <laughs> we didn't go too far afield with that one. And finally, Meg, what's yours? Mine happens to be Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Did you know that? No, I did okay. not. Um, guess what uh, Lizzie Borden's middle name was? Kahuna's middle name is The. <laughs> the. the Big Kahuna. Hatchet? <laughs> um, no, Lizzie's middle name is Andrew. Oh. Yeah, so. I, they really wanted a boy? I, uh, or they were just encouraging her to be a serial killer. So yeah. <laughs> it worked out pretty good. She was born in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts to a wealthy but frugal family. Okay, Frugal, um, you're being polite, frugal. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I believe the term was cheap fuck. That's what you're <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Correct. Um, her father had been descended from money, 
but uh, struggled financially until proving himself in the real estate market, and he operated several successful textile mills. So uh, he was also a banker and uh, a real estate guy and everything else. So he he had some coin for sure. He was a mover and shaker at the time of his death. By the way, I thought you'd find this interesting. His um, first of all, his full name was Andrew Jackson Borden, because it's very common to name people after presidents. So, you know, it's a uh, not anymore. There's going to be a, there's going to be a Ronald Reagan out there. There's probably one out there already, to be honest. Um, but. Uh, he was estimated to be worth, at the time, over $300,000. Liam, would you be able to make do with $300,000 right now? Well, in today's money, what's that, like $8 million? You know it. You know it. Good call. Cool. No, I can't tell if he can see my notes or he's just that good at math. But either way, I'm impressed by <laughs> it. Right? You could definitely do something with that. Yeah, yeah. You could work something out for $8 million, right? Well, uh, despite having all this money uh, to live like a one percenter in Fall River, Massachusetts, uh, the Borden family stayed in the industrial part of town. So they did not live... And like the nice uh, – there's actually a community known as the Hill. That was like the high society place to live. Yeah, like, what's the cool um, What's the cool fraternities or uh, sororities on campus down at JMU? Um, well, I'm in Zeta, which is one of the – Well, that has to be the cool ones. Right? <laughs> Therefore, it's one of the good ones. Um, then there's Sigma Kappa. Try it out. Phi Sigma Sigma. Mm, that's a weird one. <laughs> that's, that's mine. That's what I'm choosing. That, is there a Theta Nu Sigma? That's the one LP got no, kicked out of. No, I tap a keg or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, there's the high society place to live in Fall River, and that is not where this family, the Bordens, wind up living, even though they have the money to do so. So they would rather live over in Fall River, have a nice modern house, and uh, the cheap father that we keep talking about here, Mr. Yeah. Andrew Jackson Borden, uh, they have no indoor plumbing and no electricity. Which was part of it. If you had the coin, you would certainly have indoor plumbing and electricity Without at, a doubt. at this particular point in time in Fall River, Massachusetts. Now, are you guys familiar with the theory on why um, the Burke girls, your mother and uh, your aunts, uh, are – there's a particular psychosis that comes with this? They shared one bathroom. Correct. It's and the one bathroom yep. theory. Six people in one bathroom in Glen Rock, New Jersey. All right? <laughs> Three-minute showers. <laughs> That's right. It was time. It was time. It was time. I still take a three-minute shower today. I'm it's scarred. A, I remember telling your father after coming home from like camping trips that you're out in like some of these national parks, they would actually have coin-operated showers that you would have to put like 50 cents in to get three minutes. I got to put one of them in the bathroom. Freaking girls are in there forever. No, it's uh, that's that's brutality right there. So. These guys, Liam, you ever shit outside? <laughs> I mean, on camping trips and whatnot, but when I'm near the comforts of suburban of society. Of porcelain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we got a guy at work. Uh, I won't say his name, but let's just say it rhymes with Mike Lombardi. Um, <laughs> and uh, he shit in the back of one of, work, uh, one of the work trucks the other day. Yeah, that was uh, a... <laughs> I had to team. clean that yep. up. It was uh, in well, a bucket. Kind of truck. He, did, he did it into a big, big like dump truck. So he's got uh, all the three okay. quarter stone on the back of it. Okay. And it's you can big, at least dump it. Yeah, high walls. Yeah. yeah, high walls in the back of this truck too. So he goes into the back over there, and I pull up behind him in one of the vans, and then he just starts waving to me. And I was like, I wonder if he's okay. And then um, <laughs> he wrapped it up in a plastic bag and then left it in the the front corner of the truck. So now about two hours go by, oh. and we we lift the truck up in order to start putting the gravel out onto the road, and a bag of shit just falls. <laughs> 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 Someone walked their yeah. dog in here. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, that's what we had to blame it on. We're like, man, this <laughs> dog eats a lot of bottle dog. caps. Um, <laughs> Who took his shit in the middle of the site? It ain't good, man. But they got uh, these poor people, the, the, the Bordens here. All right, they should have a nicer life than they have. They just don't. They're okay, just cheapskates. Yeah, probably the father is really now. Uh, Lizzie and her older sister Emma have a religious upbringing. They were both highly involved at the local church. 
Weird, weird fact for you, Meg. I'm not sure if you're ready for this one. The church is still standing that they were members of. It's called Central Congregational Church. It's a gorgeous kind of old-style building that was used in an Aerosmith music video. <laughs> That's sacrilegious. The, the crying music video. Because when Aerosmith was starting out, they used to kind of tour in this area. That was their thing. So on the way to New Hampshire, we have to stop in Massachusetts and hit these Absolutely. places. I would Absolutely. actually love for you guys to take a picture of this because the house that these murders happen is still standing. So all I'm right. not saying you have to spend the night, guys. I'm just saying maybe check it out and tell your cousin Kevin what it's all about. Yeah, the church is still there. The house that they lived in is still there. It's wild, man. I can't wait. My buddy Anthony's uh, on hold here. He's going to be uh, giving us a phone call uh, about an hour or so. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're involved in both the church and the community. The Borden sisters taught Sunday school. Uh, she should have gone back to teaching Sunday school after the axe murder incident because nothing gets you street cred. <laughs> right. That's right. All right. Meg, how quickly do those kids turn in homework after they know that, oh, uh, Miss Megan murdered somebody? They're going to sit in circle time real nice. <laughs> and quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I got all my homework done for the year. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they were also involved in um, – here's the, the part because right now I, I can tell Megan's on board with, uh, you know, the Borden sisters. But uh, they're also members of the uh, – they're also members of the temperance movement. That's where they're going to lose majority of the Burke family. Um, <laughs> you guys know what temperance is? I would, like have learned about it, but I forget what it is. Okay. It's a uh, – You already passed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No questions, please. It's, no, that uh, was like we learned that in like sixth grade. Well, the temperance movement was to not drink. So it was a popular movement to say that uh, we're not going to drink or whatever, which is cool. And it's sober October for me. And, uh, you know, I'm having nightmares every night. But it is what it is. <laughs> so, um, Clearly yeah. I'm against that movement. The women's yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> right now. The Women's Christian Temperance Union. Indeed. A fun Boy. group. Um, yeah. What kind of music do you think they play at those parties? Um, Probably well, don't have Uncle parties. Bobby used to have a little song he would wake people up with. Oh, jeez. Put a nickel on the drum, save another drunken bum. Temperance Union, Temperance Union. There we go. They were also very much involved with the Christian Endeavor Society, which was um, like a forerunner of the uh, a lot of the national church youth organizations. No shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew I, I read the name and I just didn't understand what it was. I just knew it sounded boring. Well, <laughs> your info isn't boring, but that doesn't sound must, like a fun Saturday. Must be uh, must be due to your upbringing that that sounded boring oh, rather man. than getting on board. Did you guys hear the the Irish guilt that just came through the there microphone? <laughs> Oh, I could boy. see it, and this is an audio podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing with all that. the uh, The Borden girls, um, they're they're nice girls actually for the most part. Everybody kind of speaks highly of them. Um, but Lizzie and Emma's mother, Sarah, sadly passes away when Lizzie was just about three years old. Right, LP? Yeah, three years. She wasn't even three yet. She was right. almost three. So uh, and uh, actually, she had two older sisters. The one, Emma. Um, survived childhood and she's still with you know still with her but uh, there was a, a middle child that uh, didn't uh, didn't go beyond I think two years of, of age brutal yeah yeah brutal um, well three years uh, after that after the, the passing away of their mother their father remarries a woman by the name of uh, Abby Durfee Gray is that um it's not really a romantic name, is it? Uh, Abby Durfee. This is Abby Durfee Gray. That's, you, you sure? That's it? That's what you're yeah. going with? No Marie? Just to spice things up in the She's a plain girl. Yeah. <laughs> she is a plain girl. She's you're correct plain, on that. Yeah, she's a plain girl. Uh, LP, you had a description of her, didn't you? Uh, Abby, yeah, Abby was not a real good-looking woman by by today's standards, or I think even <laughs> the standards back then. You must have been some before um, electricity. Short, 
not exactly good looking, and she was weighing in uh, estimates were 210 to 220 pounds. Um, so she was basically a bowling ball with a head. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Kahuna brought up a photo of her, and um, she looks like uh, what was the name of uh, Fred Flintstone's mother-in-law? <laughs> oh, oh Kona is so good at pulling out these cartoon references that we all know, but we just they forgot pull, we they, know. They, they pull me out of bed, and I miss my Saturday morning cartoon, <laughs> so I have to do it. Well, uh, I'm not saying that uh, Lizzie and Emma didn't get along with their stepmother, but um, it is a little cold that they would just refer to her as Mrs. Borden. Yeah, that she never they, she never took on the uh, mom or mother or anything else. It was always Mrs. Borden to the to the two daughters. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Mrs. Borden, you, you guys know. have to call me Mrs. A from now on. It's never gonna happen. Right, right. <laughs> and it was speculated that uh, uh, she was not, um, as I said, a, a really good looking woman. She was also thirty seven years old at the time of her marriage, and again to kind of point to. Andy Borden's, you know, Andrew Borden, Lizzie's dad. Uh, it wasn't really a love match. It was just another way of getting a cheap housekeeper. If you marry her and she's taking care, you know, it's rather than hiring a servant. You're buying the cow. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you go. Well, um, unfortunately, uh, like we said, things aren't really going good over here. The Borden girls don't get along with their new stepmother. And the family maid, who was an immigrant from Ireland, this is where you come into the story here, Mags. Um, this poor girl's name is Bridget Sullivan. Does it get more Irish than that? That's no. pretty that's, damn Irish. That's pretty damn Irish. So uh, just to make it easier, they called her Maggie. How does that? How does that relate at all? I don't know, but I think that it could could just be racism for the time. You know? <laughs> There's a joke on a. They don't want to put the Shayna Fada above her name, <laughs> so she's Maggie. I watched it last night, ironically. So I, I was thinking of you because because it was um it was the show Thirty Rock, Tina Fey show, which mm -hmm. I loved. It was the St. Patrick's Day episode, and she's in her apartment in Manhattan, and what she was uh, she barricades herself in the apartment to avoid all the drunk Irish people. But just to mess with them, she sticks her head out the window and just screams, Megan, to watch a thousand people. Turn <laughs> and they're like, what? What? Leave me alone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they don't get along with her. Uh, now, they have this uh, this housekeeper, if you will, this maid um, named uh, Maggie. And uh, she noted that the sisters almost never ate dinner with their stepmother. All right. It wasn't a good relationship at all. Very far from warm. Due in large part to the idea that the girls believed that Abby had married their father for her money. For his money. His money. That's why I screwed that one up. Yeah. What are pronouns anyway? It's 2019. That's right. For its money. It's for <laughs> its money. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So politically correct. It's for they, money. them's money. But uh, now, uh, do you have anything else on that before we jump to the year 1892? Uh, no, that was pretty much it. I mean, we've got, a, I think, a description of uh, Andy that uh, he wasn't really a, an easy guy to get along with again he was a he was a wealthy man what was his rep in town you were telling me about this on the way down uh his rep in town he was how do we say peculiar uh he was a well-dressed guy very dignified but also a hard-ass kind of a thing so you know there was speculation that um he wasn't a real popular guy he had no real friends didn't spend any money and now he's also on the board of the of the bank. He owns the mill. So if you're the owner of the mill and I'm a mill worker, you know, he, he's the boss. So you got to hate him right from the get go. Right. Um, As a guy who spent the last week doing a renovation on his boss's house, <laughs> I can assure you that that is the feeling. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, he's not, he wasn't a popular guy, didn't have any any cronies, any 
um, people that he would really pal around with. A skin flint. He was an Ebenezer Scrooge kind of a guy that, uh, you know, mm. was you're all a cheap all ass and you're not picking up the bar tab once in a while. Right, right. We don't want to drink with you. Right. Here goes Mr. Humbug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, no, there's a line to you had at the end where the, he didn't congregate in the places that men were known to congregate at. So yeah. he's not hanging out. There's no concerts he's going to. There's no bars he hangs out at. He's uh, he's a bit of a stick in the mud. Right. But a wealthy stick in the mud. So, but he, a hard ass too. That he was a, a, a domineering kind of a guy. That it was his way, his way or the highway kind of a thing, and dominated over his two daughters, Emma, who was the oldest. By and, what eight years, something like that? Yeah, uh, at the at the point that you're leading up to, <laughs> uh, Emma, I believe, is about thirty eight. And she was kind of a plain Jane. There's really not a whole lot of descriptions of what she looked like. And photographs are rare. But other than she was slight and quiet, and, you know, mousy-like kind of a thing that she would never um, disagree with anybody or raise her picture voice. picture is Adrian from Rocky. <laughs> Which was, the, yeah, <laughs> early, early Adrian. Yeah. Early Adrian um, from Rocky. And Lizzie was the, the opposite of that, you know, very... Uh, um, outspoken if you will and again at the time too you know women had their place in the kitchen and <laughs> we don't we don't value your opinion so please don't give us one type of a thing and uh for for her to come out with uh those kinds of discussions or even opinions were was no wonder she not snapped. something to friend upon yeah <laughs> well what color hair do you guys think lizzie borden has Mousy Brown. Mousy Brown. Coons, can you pick up a, pull up a picture of her real quick for us? No problem. Because we found this out from a description. I agreed with you, Megs. I was, uh, I found it. Now, she's got some killer eyes. Let's be honest about that. Yeah. <laughs> no that's pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, Maggie, get a load of your new roommate for next semester. <laughs> that's right. There you go. That's, uh, I hope you like cats. She's from <laughs> <laughs> Falls River, Massachusetts. seven. <laughs> but, uh, apparently they were trying to say she was a pretty good looking woman and, uh, she actually had red hair. And cool. red hair would change everything on that for me. Unfortunately, that is a weakness of mine. So um, if she had red hair and I found out that she would murdered her parents, I'd still probably go out with her once or twice <laughs> just to see. Is there a connection? She's we, spicy. It's in it's, your blood, man. I'll keep it. That's the worst part. Yeah, she was described as not being unattractive in face, figure, or personality. She had a red hair and a temper to match. So <laughs> um, don't mess with the redheads. Yeah, we should have brought Jackie Byrne in for this episode. There you, go. there you go. A wildcat that way. Um, at, at the time of uh, her parents' murder, she had a number of escorts and suitors. However, um, Escorts was, meaning uh, dates, not um, prostitutes. Dates. Yeah. Right. There you go. Um, <laughs> important to denote that. Thank you. But due to her domineering father, she was kind of doomed to spinsterhood. She's already 32 years old right now. And yes. Which her older sister, then, Emma, is 38. So at that particular point in time, higher society within Falls River has already labeled her as a as a spinster. I mean, her, she's past her prime type of a thing. That's wild too. That uh, but nobody nobody that came around to the house was deemed suitable in Daddy's eyes for his for his daughters. That they were either, you know, fortune hunters. He didn't want or, to pay the dowry. Right. <laughs> he didn't want to pay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There were some salacious rumors about her life, too, by the way. That, yeah. that, that also, their, their weird relationship comes into. Um, we're going to go ahead and speed this up to 1892 now. So uh, 
Lizzie's now 32 years old. To give you guys a measure, I am 32 years old, <laughs> and I haven't killed my parents yet. <laughs> You're still at home like her. That's I'm going to yep. come check the basement. I'm a little afraid for you. I was going to start locking my bedroom door. <laughs> that's better. I mean, that's why you gave him the spit shield, right? Like It, it got so bad at the point you just wanted to kill him. <laughs> It, it, it truly was. That's all he would say. We say about rustling papers into the microphone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting here. Um, I'll, also, I will say this, Megan. You know me better than most people. Knowing what I have gone through in, let's say, Jacksonville, Florida. If I haven't murdered anyone yet, not we're all gonna. safe. We're all safe. <laughs> right. we're not gonna. Nothing can compare. So. Uh, <laughs> Now, I thought this was interesting here. She's currently upset at age 32 uh, with her father for giving a house to her stepmother's sister. So there's this idea that you married into the family for money or whatever like that. Now, the stepmother's sister that they don't get along with in the first place, they don't like the stepmother. Now, the sister has a house. So why is she getting the money? Her and her sister are angered by that, and the sisters demand to be given a rental property to manage. Okay? They're, they're both given their childhood home. Uh, before the death of their mother. Uh, mo- wow, I went mutter. Okay. Mutter. Yeah. Very Irish. Utter mutter. Mutter. Utter mutter. Utter mutter. Too, many, uh, too many mix in the room right now. Um, Liam, if you were offered proper, let's say, because I don't know, are you old enough to remember your, uh, what was it, the Roseland house? Very, very. He was barely. just two. When yeah, we left. just two. I remember two. Lizzie was three. So what, the living room was white or something. It the was. The door was green. It was. Yeah, come on. Look at you. Not bad. We used to, I remember laying you down in a pile of leaves in the backyard and then you started crying and I was like, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I it's the last time you ever babysat. Right. I'm out of here. So, um, But yeah, what if you were offered that property? That's pretty much what these girls got offered is the house that they grew up in until their mother died. And if you remember, she, her mother died when uh, Lizzie was three. So that's your house now. You're going to manage that property. If I'm looking for a, like a brand new clean slate, give me a rental property to manage, and you're going to throw this old house that my mom died in at me, like that's kind of – you're getting the shit end of the <laughs> yeah. stick. It's not what you're looking for. He picked up on it. I appreciate that. Well, uh, not for nothing, would you reconsider if the price of this property was now a dollar? I mean, yeah. You'd have to, right? You'd have to think about You'd it You'd take bit. the deal. Yeah, had to. For a buck. So the sisters now find another house. That's right. They find uh, for the price of a dollar, they're able to buy this house and then rent it out. So they have tenants now. Kind of a cool thing. But uh, this is also, by the way, you were talking about earlier that uh, women have a place during this time. That's true. But in the upper echelons of society, there are certain privileges and stuff like that. And the fact that these they weren't married, they weren't subject to anything. There's no wifely duties or anything for them to have. So good for them. They're in real estate now. But uh, now events of the uh, spring of 1892 continue to escalate here. There's infighting in the family. This continues despite the gift of the house. And it comes to a high water mark in May. Andrew Jackson Borden was so annoyed at the prospect of local children hunting pigeons on his property. And this is subject to a little bit further investigative work. Hey, kids, get off my lawn. Yeah, there is a little bit of a get off my lawn thing here. But as LP pointed out, we're only able to validate that from one story. Other parts of the story could be that this was a – uh, a middle finger to Lizzie that uh, Andrew Jackson Borden uh, starts getting a bunch of the pigeons that are on his property and uh, does what any normal guy would do and uh, murders them with a hatchet. <laughs> so, yeah, so and it wasn't that. just that the pigeons were on his property. Lizzie had actually built a roost for the pigeons. She was yes. raising the pigeons. Uh-huh. And then one day, Andy just snaps and starts grabbing the pigeons and lopping off their heads with oh, a hatchet. Oh, so snapping just kind of runs in this family. Well, okay. it's hereditary. Yeah. Well, not for nothing. If there's one rule in life, okay? The previous episode we did, we said you don't mess with – don't don't piss off Boston. That's kind of a rule, all right? 
Um, another general rule to live your life by is don't mess with pigeon people. Okay, there's a pigeon lady from Home Alone too. Uh, it does, yeah. She's like the homie though. She hooks yep. Kevin McAllister at the very and, and because they messed with her. Yeah. So yep. now the pigeon man from Hey Arnold, you don't mess with him either. No. And then finally, the most dangerous pigeon man of all, Mike Tyson. <laughs> so, oh no. Yep. Uh, right there. Don't mess with pigeon people. And uh, Lizzie is a pigeon person. Okay, she's got this roost for him. She cares for him. They all said she loved animals. This was a nice bird. You ever meet those people that love animals but could murder people? Yeah. That's <laughs> an interesting dichotomy. There. And she's also the Sunday school teacher with her sister Emma and, and part of the temperance union and everything else. So, I mean, she is... Yeah, these are sober thoughts. Yeah, she's her 1890 <laughs> women's... Uh, she was like something to point to is that that's the way you should lead your life kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Terrifying here, man. Terrifying. It starts to escalate. And this is in the house, too, by the way. You guys, um, big family. You guys all come from here. Uh, so there's uh, there's three other people, three other members of the family, if we're not mm-hmm. including the dog. Um, you guys ever all been pissed off at each other? Yes. And have different. If, but it's a big enough house, you can go lot. to a different corner. Oh, yeah. Just go to your <laughs> neutral corners. Yeah, get away from me. Yeah, that was, um, that was always interesting that way because uh, – now these guys are living in this. It's not a, a small house by any means, but it's not a big, big mansion in the uh, you know off in the hills, like the nice high society place in Fall River. So uh, the escalating tensions uh, between the family leads to both sisters deciding to take extended vacations in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Um, so it's kind of like eat, pray, love, but in order to not kill your family. Um, upon their return to Fall River, Lizzie chooses to stay in a local boarding house for four days before returning home to her father's house. You think that's – is that good? Is that a good sign, guys, you think? No. no. Yeah, before I come back to daddy dearest. And, yeah. Uh, What's that colloquialism, uh, Kahuna, that uh, I need a vacation from this vacation? <laughs> she wasn't ready to go back to dealing with her wicked stepmother, so she decides instead that she's going to uh, just spend four days in a boarding house. Mm. Not good, man. Things are getting bad here. Uh, we're going to refer to uh, the crux of this story as the events. Mm. All right. That way we can lay some proper groundwork here. Allegedly. Yeah. I th- oh, well, well said. A true yeah. lawyer's wife. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, days leading up to uh, the events were especially strenuous. The uh, whole house is violently ill with food poisoning. Um, and they have an Irish uh, uh, housekeeper. Is yeah. it Typhoid Mary? Could typhoid it be? Mary. There you right. go. Right. Is the Irish would just wash their damn hands on yeah. so Oh, you got it. You can't teach them nothing. Um, now, Maggie, the, the maid, if you will, she was only responsible for the downstairs. And she had a very small bedroom way up on the third floor kind of a thing. So her responsibilities were cooking, cleaning, and that kind of thing. But the first floor only. The second floor was off limits to uh, Maggie, the maid. Well, interestingly uh, enough, too, with that, because uh, it sounds like a good job. For uh, no, not not Maggie, our cousin at the table. She's Maggie, not cleaning the, shit. It's, yeah. It was a job. It was poor a job. Bridget Sullivan, who they shouldn't even get her name right. You know, they call her Maggie. Though sounds like a good gig. It's a, a wealthy family in town, and you know, you work with them. You get room and board, and blah blah blah, whatever. And being Irish too is just. Uh, she was a second class citizen to begin with. I mean, to be hired by, by the boy. That was very typical work for uh, an Irish immigrant woman. My buddy be. Anthony Cianci is is cringing right now. Okay, He's well, former guest. He just goes, "We get it, Mister Burke. The Irish were oppressed." <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was a job, and it it also fed you too. I mean, if you're you're living in in the house, 
it's uh, three three hots in a cot. Well, it sounds like a good gig, and I like to picture because we're going to talk a lot more about uh, uh, Maggie the housekeeper, if you will, or Maggie the maid, I guess. Well, Pete, the the point I'm trying to make is that to the Bordens, she was still looked down upon by the Bordens. I mean, by Andy and uh, the wife, uh, right? That Abby, Abby. You know, she was she's a servant girl. She's she's not really part of the family. She's really not our equal. She's just the hired help. But she's out of Ireland, so there's that. Now, uh, that being said, um, there's actually a, a lot of stuff going on over here. Abby feared the family had been poisoned because the entire family had been ill for a couple of days. And she was uh, – we talked about it on the way down. She's not a nervous Nelly of a woman here. But Abby goes to the doctor and goes, I think they're poisoning me and my family. We're not safe. Something bad's happening here. And uh, uh, I believe at the very end of that sentence, she did what to the doctor? Uh, she she blew chunks right in the doctor's office. <laughs> I swear I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy you said chunks after that. Um, but it was important to me because what happens is that she just pukes all over the guy to validate these claims that maybe she is being poisoned here. That persists for a long time, by the she way. She put her finger down her throat. It's, <laughs> yeah. And I think another point, too, that uh, we might be overlooking, the household was not a loving relationship by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. There was, there was no love between husband and wife or Lizzie's stepmother, um, Emma and Lizzie, the two sisters, uh, the two daughters, did not get along with the stepmom. So, I mean, uh, Maggie is now thrown in there as the maid, and um, they they weren't, or she wasn't considered as an equal. And prior to the events um, that this is all leading up to, um, there was supposedly a robbery of the house that Everybody was home. Maggie was home. Emma was home. And Lizzie was home. Those three people were in the house when this supposed robbery took place. Uh, and like, well, how the heck did somebody break into the house, steal jewelry and cash <laughs> and get away with it? Without, and they're all in there. And you're all in the house at, at the time. So now the, you know, the guilt or suspicion of guilt is going to Lizzie. And after that incident, after that supposed robbery, I mean, they're thinking Lizzie is, you know, pocketing the stuff, stealing from her father. Lizzie was never really happy with her social standing in town. Why are we living in this part of town when we can afford to live in any one of the houses up on the hill where the yeah. where the hoi polloi are at? Um, so Lizzie is, is the, like the number one suspect of this. After that incident, all the doors in the house had locks put on it. The bedroom doors, all the all the doors in the house were now locked, so that you could not get get in or out of the house without unlocking the door. You couldn't go in and out of your bedroom without unlocking the door, and only the household had the keys. So, uh, you nice know, safe. We're, we're locking. Yeah. We're locking down. And oh, they were setting it up for the eventual bed and breakfast it becomes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there you exactly, go. Exactly <laughs> right. Stay there. Exactly right. Slightly off topic, but. It's just a good story. Um, you guys all know my dog, uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Vetter Burke. He's an English bulldog. <laughs> um, he's a good boy, right? He's a big softy too. People think he's mean because he's a big dog, but he's actually a total softy. And in proof of that is that in my house in Florida, when he was staying with me, um, you know, I, I still have him obviously, but uh, the dog kind of had the run of the house. And my buddy Dwight Murphy uh, from the Navy days, he was going to stay with us because he was closer to the other base in town where he was taking a class. So. He gets out of the class early and he realizes that he left his uh, his keys and everything in my house. 
and I'm not going to be home until, you know, uh, hours. Much later. Yeah. And I had the nice fancy keys, like the smart key or whatever, so he couldn't get in at all. So I told him, I said, there's a good chance that the back bedroom window is open. So he goes into the backyard, and Murphy's a black dude, too, by the way, and it's, you know, he was a little out of place in this neighborhood, I'll put it that way. <laughs> so Murph goes into the backyard, and he, uh, he sure enough, he sees that the back bedroom window's open. So he uh, he's nervous as hell that one of my neighbors is going to say something to him. Oh, yeah. right? So he very slowly starts kind of like putting his arms through the window and he's kind of pulling himself toward. And then he just sees my dog is just sitting there looking at him. He just goes, oh, shit. It's like home alone. Yeah. And Eddie just runs right up to him, just licks his face once and then sits down next to him. Like, are you taking me for a walk or what? Murph? Let's get this going. So, um, but that's the nice, uh, a nice happy home was, uh, you know, it, it's not quite what's going on here with the Bordens. I say it is too. You think your house sucks. That's, <laughs> I don't. You're no, I know you don't. don't. It's um, now if they had just given Lizzie a cool like upstairs apartment to live in, maybe like, this all could have gone away. See, hook a boy up. So uh, Abby is fearing that the family has been poisoned, like we said, and now uh, the girl's maternal uncle is going to show up, and this is right around the time that. Remember that uh, rental property that they were able to buy for a dollar, Liam? Yes, indeed. Yeah, they sell it back to their father. Um, tell me if you would take this deal. You buy the house for a dollar. You hold on to it for a little while. You sell it back to him for $5,000. It's a 5,000% increase, right? Uh, yes, indeed. Your father is not ever going yeah. to <laughs> No, I don't think so. No. Now, does the dad know that they bought it for a dollar? Yeah, oh, he yeah, sold he it sold to him. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so why like, would he buy it back? There's a little dispute as to a couple <laughs> of things with the money and everything here, but they wind up making a profit of $139,000 off of that. Modern wow. day. Modern day. Yeah, for uh, yeah. Five grand would now factor up to 139,000. Yeah, if, uh, five grand would have put you through uh, three years of college, Max. How does that feel? Yeah. Nah, kind of good. Um, the arrival of their uncle is at first greeted as a, uh, man, this stupid kid. My, Timothy Matthew Rich, if you're listening to this show, stop texting me when I'm recording. You're being yeah. an ass. Um, he's drunk in Spain right now. He has a problem. Um <laughs> That doesn't sound like a problem. Yeah, no, yeah. I was just thinking that. Well, it's Watch being drunk in Spain. Well, here's yeah. the one. That's the one thing he's not supposed to be doing. He's still in the navy right now. He's over road to Spain, ah. and they told him like, if you uh, if you don't quit drinking, we're gonna kick you out. And he just goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> take his so, chances. Um, now their uncle arrives, and he's at first greeted by Andrew warmly. The two of them are friendly because keep in mind this is his the brother of his deceased wife. So. And then, his, uh, yeah, his former brother-in-law. Yeah, now former shows brother. up. and they stayed close, and they were, you know, and he was a pretty good businessman himself here, the uncle. And uh, but things started slowly deteriorating as the already tense financial disputes within the family now get a little bit of gas thrown on the fire because the uncle's like, oh, you know, what, what's the girl's stake going to be if you ever pass away? That kind of a thing. So that brings us to the day of April fourth, eighteen ninety-two. Are you ready for the events to unfold, Mags? Oh, I'm so excited. All right. <laughs> I'm warning you now. Your name comes up a lot here. It's never you. Okay. She's innocent. <laughs> it's a different matter. Never alibi. Uh, she wasn't born yet. Yeah. The uh, the girl's uncle leaves the house after breakfast on uh, April 4th, 1892. At breakfast that day, uh, majority of the family is there. The uh, sister, Emma, is, what, about 15 miles away to another town visiting family or something? Yes. Yeah. Emma's, Emma is not at home. I mean, she's just removing herself from the, from the situation. Right. But – the night before is when they got, um, you know, food poisoning, if you will, by eating bad mutton. Um, the, the wife goes across the street to the doctor's office, pukes in the doctor's office that morning. And now later in the day, the uncle shows up 
uh, the brother-in-law of of his first wife, um, the brother. Yeah, and the terms get a little screwed up. Yeah, there, but it's, what it is. it's it's really uh, it's really things are really starting to escalate here. Um, Lizzie is still home. Um, Maggie is still in the house. Emma is fifteen miles away. Um, there's a whole big dispute as to, you know, fi- it's attributed to arguments going on over the, the finances and who's going to get what upon uh, Andy's death. But uh, I just thought it was nice. They all finally sit down and have breakfast. Together, it's not though. loving kisses. <laughs> so uh, now the uncle decides that he's going to leave. He's got to go pick up some stuff out in town and visit a niece of his that lives in another part of the town. So he gets out and he bolts. Um now, the uh, breakfast, like we said, was attended by Abby, Andrew, Maggie, the maid, the girl's uncle, and then Lizzie. All right. And at 8 a.m., Andrew, uh, the father, now leaves for his walk shortly after the uncle had left to visit the niece of his. Now, this part becomes important. The cleaning of the guest room was normally a job for Lizzie and Emma. But for an unknown reason, Abby began cleaning the room and making the bed that morning. So now the, the woman of the house, if you will, the second wife here, you're the evil stepmother if you're Lizzie is now upstairs doing a chore that's normally reserved for you. Abby is then struck in the head with a hatchet while in that room. She is presumed to have been facing her killer at the time. After the initial blow to the head knocks her down, Abby is then struck 17 more times in the back of the head. Um, How could there be anything left to hit? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Cones, can you pull up the picture of uh, some of the murders here? Oh, she's covered. Yeah, so they they covered her up pretty good here. Yeah, Um, like, what the hell? Now, yeah, seventeen times to the head. That's uh, that's going to leave a little bit of a mess. Is that fair to say, Liam? Think about how many years of trauma Lizzie had to deal with this bitch. She's been waiting for it. <laughs> that was that was a lot of torment. It's built building. It's Especially building. in your like damn a, bedroom right. yourself. A picture like the count one, ah, 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 two. Ah, ah, ah. So, mostly in the back of the head. So, like you said, because seven wags. The, <laughs> there's not much left of her. So. Uh, now, this is the – I want you guys to tell me because we all know – I think we all know the history of this story a little bit. But imagine if this crime took place today and we had to go through the evidence knowing the shit we know now. It's so hard. It's so hard to, to – oh, oh, Kahuna found something. Yeah. Kahuna found – Uh-oh. Jesus. Kahuna is now retching in the bring corner. Bring it on up, buddy. Bring it on up. Yeah, uh, do you really? Yeah, yeah go ahead. You can right, take it. He's going to bring up a photo here so we all scream in a minute. Let's see. Yeah, that's about all that's left. Brutal. So, uh, yeah. Um, Just like a little bit of her skull. Abby's, yeah. Abby's got a little bit of a headache. Um, a <laughs> yeah. So now. Uh, that's a little more Nick Sedron, I yeah. think, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go down a couple. See that one with the skull pictures? Oh, that was uh, evidence I, later. I will oh. put these into uh, the, the Instagram for um, uh, American Loser Podcast. So follow that on here well, if you want to see some of these weird images we're talking Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> Now, Andrew returns from his walk about uh, an hour and a half later. I'm sorry, half an hour later. And uh, his key doesn't work. All right. So to his own front door, because like you said, they changed all the locks and everything to prevent uh, further theft. So he winds up having to knock on his own front door for uh, attention. Maggie, the maid, then rushes over to let him in and finds that the door is jammed. And so she cursed out loud. Um, Maggie, just for the story here, Mm -hmm. your mother will allow it. (laughs) <laughs> what would be your go-to curse word if you couldn't get a door to open what the fuck yeah. <laughs> I was betting shit alright open the fucking door yourself it's a shit 
the Hayes inside of the family is they're, they're prone to the word shit. That's why <laughs> your grandmother affectionately calls me the little shit at yep. every family function. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Maggie would later testify that uh, upon her cursing and the, the release of the expletive, um, that she hears laughter coming from the second floor, clearly coming from Lizzie. So it doesn't really sound like, you know, there, there's a psychotic break here. There's a little bit of a Joker vibe going on, right, Liam? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, she hears laughter coming from the top of the stairs. And uh, due to the layout of the house, because Ma- uh, Maggie winds up having to testify in court here to mostly clear her own name because she's possibly in trouble uh, for these murders. But um, she testifies that the laughter was clearly from Lizzie. And since it was coming from upstairs due to the layout of the house, anybody who was on the second floor would have been in plain view of the recently murdered body of Abby. And she wasn't allowed on the second floor, right? Exactly. Good, uh, good memory. Oh. Thank right. you. Exactly. She wasn't allowed up there. That's why um, to make the beds and, and um, take care of the second mm-hmm. floor would normally fall to Lizzie and Emma. Correct. And the guest bedroom that the uncle stayed in is the one where um, Abby met her demise. Very true. Now, uh, once Andrew's inside the house after the little, um, uh, you know, kerfuffle at the front door, if you will, Lizzie told her father when uh, he asked, he goes, hey, where's your stepmother? She goes, oh, she went to check on a sick friend. The sick friend was me. (laughs) Um, Lizzie then (laughs) also told Maggie about a sale at the local department store. So she's now telling us, oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Abby went to go, you know, check on a sick friend. Hey, uh, Mags, why don't you go to that store you like? There's a sale going on. I'll give you permission to go. Take the rest of the day off. But uh, Maggie doesn't feel like she's a little bit tired because, uh, as you said, it's a very hot summer day. And she's also feeling ill from the bad mutton the other, from the other night as well. Mm-hmm. So everybody who shared that that evening meal, that supper meal, is a little under the weather. Well, uh, Maggie chooses not to go to the store and decides instead to take a nap in her third floor bedroom instead. Uh, keep in mind, like you said, the entire family battling food poisoning. It's also one of the hottest days of the year. And uh, Mr. Borden had made Maggie uh, clean all of the windows. All right. Not a fun job. Not a fun job. Yeah, we're in August. So we're the hottest day of the year. And Andy is... Uh, Demanding that Maggie now clean all the windows in the house. I like didn't to picture- clean them for spring. By August, you don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Letting it go. I like to picture poor Maggie uh, sitting out there uh, cleaning the windows on the hottest day of the year in August. Just sitting there saying, how could this day get any worse? Well, it's about to. Stand by. Uh, like she's about more. to find out. <laughs> Stand by. Um, so it couldn't have been that great of a nap for uh, this poor woman. Okay. She's trying to take a nap on the third floor. Um, Lizzie later testifies that uh, while Maggie is taking a nap upstairs, she helps her father put on his slippers as he decides he's going to take a nap for himself on the sofa in the parlor room. Could not have been a good nap for Andrew either because uh, Maggie, or as I'm sorry, as Maggie stated, that uh, around 11.10, literally 40 minutes after Mr. Borden had returned home, Lizzie called out to him, Maggie, come quick. Father is dead. Someone has come in and killed him. <laughs> so, yeah, that got... This is a rough day. All right. Let's just be <laughs> she is the female OJ. I just have to say that. Yeah. I see Lizzie. She'd be looking very nervous. <laughs> she'd be like Howard Stern. Oh, man. Right? Like, what the hell? It's, uh, and she does not involve the use of Johnny Cochran. Yeah, no, but she still gets away with a- <laughs> it. She still, love did not fit. So, uh, it, as we said, it's still pretty much obviously her here. There's almost a Casey Anthony vibe, too, as well, that I kind of felt. Um, <laughs> But uh, 
Mr. Borden's body is uh, found on the sofa, oddly wearing his boots still. So the whole story about putting the slippers Died on. Died with his boots on. That's a fabrication. Um, Andrew had been murdered with a hatchet-like object. That's uh, where, do we, where have we heard that before, guys? Is there a history here with hatchets? Pigeons, stepmothers, fathers. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he was struck in the face 10 to 11 times. All right? Because you want to make sure you did the job, right? Yeah. Um, Maggie reported seeing Mr. Borden's eyeball split in two, meaning he was likely killed while sleeping. All right? Uh, The scene was ghastly, to say the least. His time of death is uh, determined to be 11 a.m. So literally within probably the first 15 minutes of that nap that he's taking – you know when you're just about to fall asleep, but then your phone goes off? And you're like, shit. That's an abrupt wake-up ah, call. Shit, there's a hatchet in my face. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Better not be a work hatchet. <laughs> that's right. Um, and it's a nonsense call besides. Well, uh, Lizzie now puts on a full-on show for the investigators. Uh, every investigator there speaks of disliking her attitude. They're like, this, yeah, this th- chick's the worst. Um she changes her story several times. Uh, once she reported hearing a noise outside and then later denied that and said that she entered the house thinking everything was OK. And then when they asked her about her stepmother, she's almost like, oh, my stepmother's fine. She's she's probably upstairs. Can one of you guys go check on her? She should be back by now. She's checking <laughs> the furnace. She's quite all right. Yeah. Who do they send up, Maggie? You want to guess who gets sent up to look for the dead stepmother? maid yep ah. maggie the maid walks <laughs> upstairs not get paid enough yep. for that job so she's uh the one time she's a lot upstairs yep food she's poisoning hey i know i'm not up here often is there usually a dead woman right um but yeah so they send this poor this poor girl from ireland She's outside washing the windows on the hottest day of the year. She's just getting over food poisoning. Uh, the man of the house just got murdered downstairs while she was trying to take a nap. And she probably had to clean up the mess. Yep. And as she <laughs> as she walked up the stairs, they said this too, in the way that the house was laid out, when you walked up the stairs, uh, as you as she would turn her head, she would be eye level with uh, the dead body. Yeah, your sight line, coming up the stairs, your sight line was right into the guest bedroom where uh, the stepmother was now – Taken what? What would we say? Nineteen whacks to the head. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's how you give the maid PTSD. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what we've covered here. Lizzie and Emma's friend Alice Russell arrives at the house to support her friends in this trying time. All right, it's good to have friends. Um, their uncle would return from the visit and find the entire house flooded with investigators. Okay, so their uncle's like, dude, I just went out for breakfast. Like that. I, this is. I'm visiting my niece. What's going on here, guys? Like, oh yeah, everyone's dead. That's not good. They're going to blame this shit on me. I leave you motherfuckers alone for how long? <laughs> That's right, right, right. Uh, it, was, uh, it was always funny, too, whenever I would um, – uh, I never really watched uh, Liam or Maggie because you guys were, were closer in age than we want to admit. Um, but uh, I would watch like Danny or, or B-Man or something like that. And then Megan would call from the Bon Jovi concert and let them listen to a song. <laughs> I, I remember that true. actually. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie stayed when we went to Mexico. And she yeah. survived. It was okay. No, you uh, Carrie's the one you want for a long-term assignment. I, I get bored. I'll forget. I'm like, oh, shit. Where was I supposed to be? Or <laughs> Danny A sitting on a corner in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, unfortunately here, uh, the investigators, they're not digging any of this. Uh, uh, Lizzie and Emma's friend Alice Russell gets there, and she's kind of – she's very innocent. She's a nice girl. All right. Um, their uncle returns from visit, finds uh, the investigators and the dead bodies and everything like that. The investigation is done poorly, much like OJ. 
OJ did that shit. Let's be honest, okay? <laughs> OJ absolutely did that shit. But axes in the basement? Um, I didn't see them. <laughs> yeah, what? I think it's interesting, too, with the investigation. At the time, fingerprinting was a known resource to uh, law enforcement. It was used extensively in, in England and stuff. But the, the Falls River... Massachusetts police force didn't believe in that stuff. So there was no fingerprints taken. There was a lot of um, evidence that was not ever collected. And you're, you're talking about, you know, a higher echelon uh, up, upper crust uh, in Falls River. And it's just a, a very, very strange, <laughs> strange investigation. Like, I'm not touching that. You touch that. that. Yeah. I'm Some not. very 1892 ideals. Like you're working for the church. You're like, that's science shit. That's a bunch of you're right. You right. don't need that. Right, right. I keep my this all being done in a terrible Massachusetts accent, which uh, to, <laughs> to me is the funniest. It's like just a bunch of Bill Burrs arguing with each other. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, now they're uh, they believe that they're finding um, some interesting stuff over here because they're not doing a great job with uh, searching the house because the Borden girls in the house are just saying, "Oh, we don't feel good." Now, by the way, I want to mention this one thing here too. Um, so Lizzie, it's debatable when she found out about her parents' murders. She might have been the one who did them. Uh, poor Emma. Uh, was about 15 miles away, had to find out her parents were dead or her, her father and her stepmother, I should say, were dead via telegram. Right. That's a rough telegram. You want to make sure right. you heard that correctly coming through the Morse code. Your parents are dead. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's what? make sure we got this. So. 20 wax to uh, your stepmother. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. You can't, there's no autocorrect back then either. So <laughs> there's right. no way to <laughs> – brutality. Um, but to wrap this story up uh, as we're getting closer to the end here, guys, the investigators are noting that uh, Lizzie's a little too calm. All right. You ever have your alibi planned out ahead of time? I know you guys have. <laughs> That's right. Meg has some great stories that you guys are approaching the age where you can hear. Well, KP, I'm um, going to be there. late. The, the cartoons are running just a little too <laughs> right, long right, today. Right. Hey, KP, uh, uh, Ming never told me about uh, this one, uh, you know, so I, I don't know I'm going to be here today. Um, actually, Ming told me not to tell you that. That's... <laughs> Busted. And you're sober. What the I'm fuck? messing around, dude. I can't. No, but I'm teasing. Oh. Get, what do you see his face? He went full. He went full draw drop. He went Cheshire cat on us. Um, but yeah, just to make matters worse here, uh, Lizzie's a little bit too calm in the way she's answering. And her answers are changing depending on who's asking, but the questions are staying the same. That's not good. In the basement, they found uh, two axes, two hatchets. And one broken hatchet head. But she had to, whatever she had on, there's no way there isn't blood, like, well, we'll get projecting, going, what, you know what I mean? Like, when you there's do that. There's a conspiracy theory. There's a theory there. Yeah, like, what It's the terrifying. Um, <laughs> let's just get to it now, LP. Well, say this. Let, wait, let's there's keep a theory the as to why there's no blood splatter? There's a couple of possible theories. Uh, one theory is that both of them were already dead. When she whacked yeah, us. Pre previous... Previous to the murders, um, Lizzie had gone to the drugstore looking for uh, prussic acid. Now, prussic acid is also known as hydrogen cyanide. It's a, it's a deadly poison. It was very commonly used in the 18th century as a poisoning agent. Uh, for murders and suicides. And it was you can also, get that at the drugstore. Yeah. When you, <laughs> well, there's you know, still actually, yeah, the opium. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it was used uh, 
in the whaling industry that they would uh, use the harpoons for the whales and they would, you know, dose it up a little bit with some puriasic acid, but that was, it was found too dangerous to the crew. Um, this whole hydrogen cyanide, which is its alter, alter name, was a, used as a chemical weapon during the First World War. I mean, it's a deadly poison. It was also used by the Nazis in the, uh, in the concentration camps during World War II. So Available it's, a, it's an absolutely <laughs> deadly poison, right? It was also used as a uh, pesticide because the excuse that she gave why she wanted to buy this stuff from the drugstores that she had a, a cape or a seal skin coat or something that she wanted to treat with this um, to protect it from uh, moths or whatever else might be uh, getting into that stepmothers um, she was yeah. Re- yeah she was refused told you not to wear my clothes bitch <laughs> she was re- Kelly would have whacked me with an axe a long time ago yeah. <laughs> She was refused the thing because by the druggist because she didn't have a script, but that doesn't mean she wasn't able to acquire it some other place. And there was speculation that that's what the food poisoning was all about, that she treated some of the food with this prior to uh, prior to the murders. And your question about why wasn't there blood like all over the place. This is there's no coming back after you say this. Yeah, there was speculation that they were already dead when she put the hatchet to them. Because otherwise, the if the heart was still pumping, yeah, it, would, yeah, it, it yeah. would have been spurting out all over the place. And as gruesome as those pictures were, it would have been even worse if the heart was still pumping with the first couple of whacks. That the blood would have been, you know, yeah, sprayed everyone. all over everything. Say the second part, Larry. And the second part was uh, at the <laughs> at the trial later on. The speculation was the bodies they were already dead. She took the hatchet to them, but she did it naked. Which is oh, why there was no. That's even a little more twisted. Yeah. yeah. So that's why there was no blood on any of her clothes. <laughs> I have to say a story. Danny and I have a code word. If he's going to walk in my room and I'm not dressed, it's called therapy zone. And I yell therapy zone, and then he knows not to come in. That is the ultimate therapy zone. <laughs> Never heard yeah. that one before. Uh, just it's just smart, Megs. It's just smart. It is. I don't want to ruin you. You should have seen the look on this dude's face. <laughs> Like, oh my god! Well, if you ever hear that, you, you know just, you, you don't want to come like, in here right now. You just had like the most neutral reaction. That just was like, not surprised you were just like, I'm not surprised. You were like, what yeah. the hell? That's like stay mom. away from that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. This is that, the least. Though. That's what happened the last year and a half. I've been gone. Then that's fine. yeah. That's pretty good. Therapy zone's the least. That's a new code word. Well, uh, of the, um, the there's this broken hatchet. Uh, head that's down there that it seems to uh, the, the brake looks fresh on it and it also seems to have dirt and sawdust that was thrown on it to make it look like it had been sitting there with ah, the rest of the dry stuff. up that blood yeah exactly good. so that's like she's clever <laughs> I used to have like sawdust raspberry scented dirt you threw on kids vomit in the classroom do you remember that no that's, oh, uh, you, well, so you, they still do that are they yeah. still raspberry scented I never knew that part so, so someone threw up you like threw it on the floor and that's it a preschool soaked up thing. all the crap and you yeah. just swept yeah, it yeah, up yeah then you and, just that's a wet yeah. clean up aisle three yeah fantastic it's, um, <laughs> so she was ahead of her time. Maybe she did teach. She was on to something. Yeah, <laughs> she was a Sunday school teacher. She was New on conspiracy theory. <laughs> she was on to something. Jesus. <laughs> oh, this is brutal. Um, it, I need the levity, though, here, because it, it's going to continue getting darker and darker on this story. Oh, this is the first of our Halloween episodes. Um, the um, uh, 
<laughs> trick poor or treat, Maggie. motherfucker. Poor, poor Maggie. Um, Maggie the maid is running out of rooms in the house to not feel triggered in. Okay, can't go down to the parlor because that's where she found um, the man of the house dead. She can't go upstairs to the second floor. She couldn't go up there. She's not allowed anyway. But again, would you ever want to go back there if the first and only time you were there you saw a dead body? So uh, now the the cops are there. The authorities are now going to perform an autopsy on uh, both bodies. We're pretty sure how they died. Um, (laughs) There's a couple options. Yeah. uh, Blunt force trauma to the head. He fell down, I swear. That's right. Unfortunately, uh, the autopsies were performed on the... Borden family dinner table. Oh my god! Yeah, the dining room table. In the dining room. Poor Maggie is running out of rooms to not have PTSD, and um, their friend Alice decides she's going to stay the night. Their returning uncle also stays the night. Now, the rumor at the time was that the the, the tall tale of it is that he stayed in the room where um, Abby had been murdered. He did not. He stayed in the attic. That was just a tall tale. So he so slept with Maggie. Maggie sleep? <laughs> <laughs> he comforted many that evening. <laughs> <laughs> now, during the night, a police guard noted that Lizzie and Alice both exited the cellar carrying a slop bucket and a kerosene lamp. Alice was the friend. Yes, they Alice was the to, friend. Right. And now uh, Lizzie then goes back into the cellar by herself. The next day, Alice claims to have entered the kitchen and seen Lizzie tearing apart a dress. Lizzie told her, oh, this dress has to be burned. It got covered in paint. They weren't you know, what was painted. I never liked yeah, this frock. Yeah. It's garbage. <laughs> um, Alice now begins to fear that Lizzie was indeed the culprit behind the unspeakable crimes. Uh, you know, you're um, you're finally a high society gal, right? That's what Lizzie Borden's goal was when the town mayor stops by. Oh, <laughs> he's to arrived. Inf- to inform you that you're the suspect in your mother's murder. And uh, so uh, Lizzie then requests that her attorney be a pr- uh, present at her inquest. This was something I should have asked Sean. Um this was denied because a formal inquest was typically done in private. But uh, Lizzie showed up loaded on doctor-prescribed morphine and was eerily calm. That's <laughs> Liam's even the rock and roll yeah, that'll, that'll <laughs> smooth things out, yeah. right? <laughs> so uh, she sat tight-lipped and refused to answer questions, even the ones that would have helped maintain her innocence. So the inquest is largely damning. Even her friends and family members of Lizzie's were no longer sure of her innocence. So this is not good for her. The story also now erupts into massive coverage due to a three-page story being published in the Boston Globe. Oh, big time. We're beyond Falls River. We're we're back into Beantown. Everybody's going to know the name Lizzie Borden, I tell you. Yeah, Um, this was the the crime of the century. Uh, You know, just like... Until uh, the next crime of the century. (laughs) Just like OJ, yeah. So uh, the district attorney was very aggressive and stern with Lizzie and uh, was served a warrant and she was jailed until the trial. She was in jail for what, like a year, Dad? Uh, yeah, almost a year because the uh, murders took place in August and then she, the trial didn't begin until June, I believe, until the following year. Well, here's the problem. in During that time frame, the inquest that's pretty much damning her, uh, at least she's complicit in the act or the cover-up, it winds up being deemed uh, inadmissible. And the trial has to, you know, they have to move on, kind of go from scratch here. Uh, the trial's receiving national attention. Like you said, this is OJ all over again. It's uh, who well, would be? She could have had a white Bronco That's for a, real. That's right. Get away. <laughs> a get away in a white carriage. Her friend Emily's <laughs> riding in the front. She's one uh, side perfect. <laughs> who would be Norm MacDonald on Weekend Update in 1893? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, 1893. Um, yeah, so the trial begins on June 5th in Bedford, Massachusetts. Uh, and among Borden's defense attorneys were, there's more in the fridge. No, it's all right. But I just have to say, how ironic that the can of beer I'm reading is Abbey Road that I'm, dr- I'm, reading, I'm drinking and reading. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And LP, can you do me here? Can you grab a couple beers out of there for, uh, for Megan the gang? We can do that. That's a do me Oh, you're my ride. Do you want one? Yeah. Okay. Of you're... course. These guys are good. We're wrapping up, too. He's Max. young. I know you got big, important <laughs> oh, things to do. No, it's, 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 it's Kelly. <laughs> oh, shut up. 
Yeah. Oh, this good. is our family group chat. She won't stop. Yeah, oh, I'm not okay. in that shit. That's for sure. Okay. No, I'm not allowed. She won't stop. I'm adopted, so I'm not you. allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I quit it, and they pulled me back in once. I was like, oh, no, we can't take That's this. about how it works here. Um, <laughs> We're supposed no to escape. go out to dinner, and she's being annoying. Well, it's okay. I have to go to an Uncle Paulie uh, fest after this, too. It's uh, Aunt Linda's birthday, so Uncle Paulie's cooking at the house. But that's fun. Guess who gets to clean up, though? Aunt Linda. Aunt Maggie. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean Maggie. Maggie, Maggie, yeah, Maggie the maid. Maggie the maid would be good on that one here. Um, now, that being said, we're going to start to wrap up. Uh, I, don't, don't, uh, I don't need another beer. No, 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 no. Keep the, you, it, it's, we got time. Trust me. I still got to get that phone call in. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's, uh, no, he's great. He's, I told him we're going to call him as we're wrapping up here. Um, he's hilarious, by the way. The, the super thick Long Island accent, so everything he says is a little bit funnier. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Recently lost, he's hovering in on 200 pounds lost on Weight Watchers. Wow. Yeah, he's he's pretty remarkable. Good dude. for him. I'm but, impressed. Uh, yeah, he's great. I, uh, I miss the guy. But uh, this trial now begins in uh, Bedford, Massachusetts. Among Borden's defense, if you want to have a good lawyer, all right, first of all, we know who everyone at this table would call if we needed a good lawyer. Johnny Cochran. He's Close. dead. Close. Sean it's Elward. A, yeah, Sean Elward's pretty good. He doesn't do that. He is, he's no longer a lawyer. Right. No, but he's yeah. so professional that well, yeah. uh, his mere presence uh, <laughs> perhaps... I'll say, what do you think of this movie? And I'll be like, stop giving me a lawyer answer. Either you liked it or you didn't. <laughs> you asked him. What? You have to expect that. If you I know, I know. Question, but he's going to like systematically analyze something. Yeah, where I'm like, just like, yeah, I, I will not that's, use this that's against my you. Mom when you liked Breakfast movies, Club or you didn't. <laughs> we don't oh, like, okay. oh, I thought the cinematography was great. She's like, shut the fuck up. Symbolism. Just to give you an idea, Cahoons, let's just say that, you know, Megan's husband, my cousin, Sean, let's say he's such a professional guy that um, a year and a half long legal dispute uh, involving me and my ex over real estate in Florida <laughs> was resolved in three emails and uh, one five minute phone call. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't play. Nope. <laughs> nope. He was tired of me calling the office every couple of days. <laughs> He's like, dear God. I remember Was that the holidays? Help. Yeah. Happy um, yeah. Now, the trial that's going on here uh, is actually one of the defense attorneys is former Massachusetts governor, George D. Robinson. So Yeah, we got some heavy hitters coming in. Yeah, the, on the defense, too, mind you. Right. Now, the trial waivers back and forth. The shoddy police work that was conducted initially by the investigators comes under scrutiny. These guys botched the case. They completely screwed up. The officers are now con uh, contradicting each other over key pieces of evidence. One saying, oh, well, the hatchet handle was found near the house. No, there was no hatchet handle. We never found – and they can't really seem to agree on much of anything. Also, five days before the trial – mind you, Lizzie's in jail – uh, five days before the trial, another axe murder takes place in Fall River. Oh, right. So see what <laughs> and happens? it wasn't pigeons. Yeah, when you have gun control, it just becomes <laughs> axe murdering season. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. So it's a <laughs> <laughs> this one is eerily similar to the Borden uh, incident. The culprit was a Portuguese immigrant later determined to have been nowhere near the Borden house during the original crime. Regardless, this impacted the story heavily. Do we have the right person in jail if a similar crime just happened? Mm -hmm. So Borden's own timeline starts to come under question, as did the possible use of the broken hatchet as the murder weapon. When uh, Abby and Andrew's heads, their heads, were removed during the autopsy and presented as evidence in the courtroom. Oh, oh, my God. God. Were yeah. they, like, preserved at all like Walt Disney I or hope, they just rotten there? I really hope, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, I believe, it was just the skulls. There was, there was photographs was just, of that. Look at the split eye. Yeah, well, like uh, a great. Their heads kids. got brought in, and uh, Lizzie, seeing that, 
faints in the courtroom. I think you should lift it out of a bushel basket. Yeah. <laughs> Grab Andy by the hair and lift his head up out of a bushel basket. Uh, a, uh, another crucial piece of evidence that's withheld from the court. Days before the murder, as you said, LP, Lizzie tried to buy prussic acid to clean a cloak. Um, yeah, that's uh, no one was really buying that one. Yeah, plus the judge denied the that um, as a, as evidence. I don't or, see how it's relevant that this murderer bought a murder weapon a couple of days before the crime. <laughs> Science <laughs> isn't real. That's right. <laughs> That's a, one of the great lines too. Is a uh, medicine is not an exact science. It's not a science at all, really. <laughs> the practice of medicine. <laughs> We're still practicing. Well, uh, after the uh, the jury gets sent to deliberate their verdict, it takes them an hour and a half. And just to let you guys know, this podcast is run an hour and seven minutes. So in about the same amount of time, uh, they decide that they're going to acquit Lizzie Borden of the murders. It does not oh fit. God. You must equip. Yep. Chick yeah. got away with it. So yeah. It's, um, and again, now we're, we're in the 1890s. So you have this um, you know, good-looking woman that was the, the Sunday school teacher, temperance union, everything else, high society. So a rich white girl got away with uh, being judged by a jury of 12 white men. So not much has changed. Yeah, so, <laughs> same as it ever was. Yeah, same as it ever was. She probably got 12 phone numbers, too. <laughs> That's right. Imagine that. Now that you're right. free, you want a date? And especially when There's you no factor in that she... And she's loaded now. She, someone yeah, she's got a lot of money, money. And she might have committed the murders while she was naked. She's <laughs> oh, <Jesus laughs> crazy. <laughs> she's a kinky chick. I'll tell you something. I, uh, I, I killed my father. Um... <laughs> you're so crazy. <laughs> oh, so quirky. That's a, yeah. Oh, I love that. You're spontaneous. That's good. <laughs> uh, upon exiting the courthouse, Borden tells reporters that she is the happiest woman in the world. Lizzie Borden, you just got away with murdering your father. What are you gonna go going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So here's some interesting theories on this one. So l- let's be honest. We can just say it. This chick did it. Okay, she absolutely did it. Yeah, laughing at the top of the stairs, just, just all of this. She benefited from everything. She, it's I a wild story. I always hated you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a couple of weird theories. Uh, one theory is that Andrew's illegitimate son had come for revenge. Anything on that LP? He was trying to get. Yeah, there was the speculation, uh, rumor uh, that um, Andy had an illegitimate son that came back to the house looking for some of daddy's uh, some of daddy's money. Um, of course, this was all hushed up be, to be illegitimate. Um, actually, he he was mothered by Andy's sister-in-law from the first marriage. So that was, you know, there that's was, pretty ugly. yeah, the whole family, there's, yeah, there's not a lot ugly. of things. It just it went beyond the immediate. You're supposed family. to get in the will before you killed. Them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so there was speculation that it was this um, illegitimate um, son that a- Andy had. Um, there was, there was all kinds of speculation as to who was the, uh, the real murderer, if it, if it was not Lizzie, who was it? There was speculation that Sister Emma was the one that actually committed the murders. Although she was 15 miles away, there was speculation that she could have snuck back into town, got into the house, killed the stepmother and the father, and then skedaddled back to where she was staying to receive the telegram. Um, you know, so she beat she beat it back into town to be able to receive the telegram kind of a thing. So um, that was another speculation. Had to be one of them, though, with the lock, so. Yeah. Like only yeah. the house if, had the key. If the house was locked, who had the key? So, well, Emma, Emma must have had a key. So yeah, true. It, it was that. Um, 
there was also speculation that it was Maggie the maid that, uh, you know, you're not feeling well. You were food poisoned. Um, um, you were then forced by Andy um, to go outside on the hottest day of the year to wash the windows. <laughs> you know? She snapped. So, so maybe she snapped. Um, Keep in mind, she's Irish. They're not supposed to be outside. Right, right. <laughs> she's a little sunburned. She's pissed off. Right. That's right. So that was another speculation. We don't as do to well in the sun. Who actually did it? Um, there was others too. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, it was also speculated that uh, Lizzie was. Um, um, what am I thinking of? With the father, um, um, he was a sexual predator on his, yeah, on his there own was daughter. Some ideas that uh, he was abusive to her sexually. Also. But how friggin' twisted if he sexually abused her and she whacked him naked? Yep, that is yeah, so, that's so fucked up. up. Yeah, there's, uh, that's there's so a lot going on here. Up. Right, right, right. Like they also said she could possibly. You want to look uh, at this? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's right. The hell? Yeah, get a good look. As, also, as, uh, as I split your, your eyeball eye with a hatchet. Right? Schizophrenia is also something that comes up in the story a lot. Of, um, did, uh, now, did you mention the one about Alice? I did not. Now, uh, Alice, remember the friend that came to stay with them? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also rumors that uh, Lizzie and Alice were lesbian lovers that were oh. caught by Abby. Oh. And they killed Abby. To and hide then, it. And then, to hide and then it. when oh, she tried back to tell then, her father. So and then when she told oh, yeah. her father what happened, yeah. the father snapped or got extremely angry. So, all right, well, why Let me put too. your slippers on and get you comfortable. I have something a, to tell you. As my buddy uh, Vinny Nardiello says in one of the best jokes I've ever heard, he goes, uh, lesbians are violent people. Okay. He lived next door to a lesbian couple and they were getting into a fight one night. He goes, and those fights last forever. Because there's no man to say I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a great joke. Um, that is a great, but, uh, that's funny. Now, Alice, by the way, mind you, moves to uh, Butte, Montana, which is uh, spelt but, which is hilarious because I'm 12. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, Butte, Montana she moves out to. She actually marries a guy out there. So the idea is that maybe she was, uh, she was just um, <laughs> experimenting. Yeah. But uh, she supposedly gave a deathbed confession to her own sister that she changed her testimony in order to save Lizzie Borden. Ah. So, now, uh, here's the weird thing. This is almost like a Greek um, uh, mythology kind of a thing where they, all these girls ever wanted was to move out to the hills, right? They finally get to move out to the hills now after the hills. The trials, hill, not the hills. The hills. Is that where the hills are? not 902 Yeah, I keep calling it the hills because it's that uh, that MTV show. Yeah. Um, the okay. Hill of Falls River. Yeah. So they finally get out there. Unfortunately, Lizzie is ostracized by the community who consider her acquittal to just be a miscarriage of justice. All right. It's so she's not OJ because he really plays yeah, golf. AJ and does whatever. Uh, podcasts and does his whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Li Lizzie and Emma move out of the house where the murders took place uh, and move, Smart move. up. Up the uh, social ladder, or at least the uh, the upper echelon of yeah, the now they got their money of the real estate. Now yeah. that they have money, hey, they're worth eight million between the two of them. So they uh, they inherited, and it was it was um, testimony in the court case said that the stepmother died first, which was which was big because. Then when the father died, he held the full estate. He the yeah. father held yeah. the full estate. Yeah. The, the mother predeceased the, the father, so then the inheritance went to the daughters, not the not to she the. She really wife. thought that one through. For yeah. sure. She did so, because she what really if did. the mother had right. stepmother had her own will that said right. her money was going, which to is whoever. another factor into this thing. Yeah. So now oh. they got the bucks. They finally move out of where they um, were living and move up to the to the hill to a home that. Up. 
Yeah. Um, they're still ostracized, though. It's not – you don't get welcome back into society after a thing like that. But perfect example. Meg, Christmas Eve is at your house this year, right? Always. Okay. Has moving. For, yeah, yeah moving. Well, I'm bringing somebody years. this year. All right. Oh, um, we love that. She's great. She's great. Uh, I'm, it's getting serious. Thanks I for the heads up for the extra plate setting no at problem. the table. Uh, it's Casey Anthony. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I heard she wants another kid. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, <laughs> getting, yeah, I guess I'm on board for that, too, aren't I? <laughs> um, no, I'm messing Can I be the godmother? I probably have to raise the kid too, to be honest. Yeah, so don't go there. But, uh, if it survives fast. Yeah. Too. Anyway, I, I plan on bringing her to Christmas Eve if her ankle bracelet will allow. Um, <laughs> but no, so that that's kind of the stigma she has out there. Um, now the new the new house up on the hill um, is on French Street. It's got fourteen rooms, four bathrooms. So you went from Ooh, a house that la. didn't have any no bathrooms pl- to four bathrooms. Yeah. A carriage house, a, a, a grand garden, a household staff of a housekeeper, a cook, a maid, and a coachman. So they're definitely changing their, uh, got, their social status. And right. not a care in the world. Right, right. Well, I also um, noticed that she had a bunch of servants. So imagine the referrals they're getting from poor Maggie, the maid. Um, they're a nice family. <laughs> <laughs> I found two of them, Dad, but That's, they're yeah. nice. Four stars. Yeah, and con- contrary to the rest of the neighborhood, the uh, Borden sisters now install locks on all the doors and bars on the lower windows. So they, although it is a nice house, it's also a fortress that uh, there's not going to be anybody breaking in and putting an axe to them. Yeah, their well, bad bedroom window is not just going to be open. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it's a um, it's an interesting thing too because the two sisters live together until 1905, uh, when the two have an argument over a party that Lizzie throws for silent film star actress. Is it Nancy O'Neill? Nance. Nance O'Neill. Nance O'Neill. Coons, if you can pull up a picture of Nance O'Neill, N A N C E O'Neill, I thought it was pretty uh, interesting here because you know how you'll see a picture of somebody and say they're probably good looking for their time. I think (laughs) I think this woman is actually just genuinely good looking. Oh, um, good for her. So tell me what you guys think here because they're going to pull up a photo. Now, she gets covered in a bunch of stuff here. So I think that's uh, Nance O'Neill. She is um, – I'm trying to find it. Nance, did I spell it right? N- yeah. I mean you could probably get rid of Lizzie Borden. But um, it's weird because uh, she's a famous silent film actress. She is uh, – Well, a stage first. Yes. Then but film. she was one of the few actresses that they were able to move from the stage to oh. the silent movies to the, actually the talkies. Yeah. So – she wasn't a bad-looking woman. She wasn't a bad-looking woman. She's a Betty Davis-ish. There yeah. is, yeah. And it, it's yeah. – especially compared to, uh, you know, uh, Lizzie Borden's sister who looked like two conjoined twins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they're being nice about yeah, it. <laughs> there wasn't makeup and Botox and all those things back then. Come on. Very true. Help these um, women out. Just Kardashians would look like Kardashians. <laughs> that shit wasn't going on Maybe today. their dad was doing them a favor by not moving them to the hills. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could have been. Um, They'll be ostracized. You're ugly. So uh, apparently there were rumors that Nance O'Neill and Lizzie were engaging in uh, some familiar relations. So yet again, that's popping up here. Lizzie. Yeah, it was was rumored within the the theater um, groups, if you will, that uh, Nance O'Neill was also, um, you know, a lesbian that – Hilariously married to a man, though. So I think she's just later, all around. After, yeah. after her relationship yeah. with, uh, with uh, Lizzie Borden. Well, uh, Emma would move out and the two would never uh, – she would never see her sister again. Yeah, the, the sisters have a big argument over this whole mm-hmm. thing. And uh, But uh, Lizzie was a big theater goer and everything else and actually had parties. But any of the social stuff that went on with Lizzie was always at the house. It wasn't 
out and about with the, the rest of the, the hoi polloi, if you will. <laughs> so that um, I think she first met Nance O'Neill in Boston at a, at a Boston kind of a thing and then invited the whole cast and crew for like a, a, a cast and crew party after the last performance type of a thing back at the house. And then later on, that developed into a more uh, one-on-one relationship with uh, with Nance. But yeah, interesting stuff. Well, uh, now the sisters—they um, don't really talk anymore. They have us falling out, if you will. Ironically, they're buried next to each other in the family oh, they're plot. Pissed. Yeah, <laughs> in Oak Grove Cemetery in Fall River, Massachusetts. Right, Thanksgiving a- <laughs> for real field trip on the way back from New Hampshire. They're haunting um, the shit out of whoever did that. Oh, it has to. I'm be. stopping at these places. You all can have your own car. That's, I'll <laughs> be there. I'm stopping. If you're going, let me know because I got no plans for Thanksgiving. Come well, you're um, coming for to the real. Hampshire. I probably you're will. You're a Burke man. For if real. I choice. If I can get out of, um, it's fun as hell. Get out of work on that Friday. I might not have a job after next week. Actually, that's it. Well, no, go. we only go. We go Wednesday night and then come, come home, home Friday. Friday morning. That's not bad at all. And shocking, like I run this shit, so <laughs> let me know. <laughs> um, now, not for nothing, guys, Lizzie's been the subject of uh, some books and movies. It was even played by uh, both Christina Ricci and Chloe Savini. <gasps> Christina Ricci's a good one. Yes. I, that, she fits the whole – Yeah, you know, that's a good one. Because Christina Ricci, it, she has this thing where she's very pretty, but she also looks like she died in a well. Well, she's freaking Wednesday <laughs> Adams. What do you want? All right? The original – uh, she's become somewhat of a feminist icon, by the way, Lizzie Borden, proving that uh, the feminist movement is about equal pay and murdering men. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Don't piss me. I told you not to piss me off. That's right. I done told you to stop. But uh, LP, you got anything else to send us home on here before Kahuna tries to cast this movie? Oh, I'm not casting it this time. I think it's perfectly casted, but I, I do know someone I would hope to make a Lizzie Borden movie, if Uh-oh. that makes any sense. Like, uh, to produce it? Yeah, like okay. like when you're like when you're telling all the story details and stuff like that, I was like, oh, you ever seen the movie Gone Girl? I think the dude who yeah. made that would make yeah. an amazing Lizzie Borden. That movie. movie's upsetting. Because it was. But I gotta say, having horrifying. read the book, the, the book is all, your imagination's always better than anything ever. <laughs> I don't want to read this book though, because Lizzie is yeah. kind of yeah no. Nah. Yeah, no, I don't want to read this book. <laughs> no, nah. but I loved this episode. Yeah, this, this was a this, fun one. Your family is just epic. It's the, the family episodes are better. Yeah. If you knew who our Grammy was, to know how we all like, we are so, she would say S H O. Excuse me, and never swear, and so like the best person in the world. And I'm like, how the hell? Didn't she play the piano at silent movies? That was nanny. That was the was other 16? side. That was oh, nanny. Okay. Still yeah. your grandmother. That's so cool. Yeah. Right, can you imagine having that as a job? That kicks ass. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that was her job. Um, real quick, Liam, tell us about. Oh, all right, what's the band name they should be on the lookout for, and where can they come possibly see you play? Um, definitely North Jersey areas like Boon Tunes or Clash Bar and Clifton stuff like that. If you're trying to see a live show, uh, look me up on SoundCloud by my name, Liam Elward. There uh, it is. Spell it. A Y L W A R D. My whole life. A Y L W A R D. It's a hard last name. First name is Liam. It sucks. Uh, my mother used to tell me when I was like five, and I'd answer the house phone. She's like, "If they can't say our last name, hang, hang up, up the yeah. phone. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> is they he don't know you." Alleyward. Yeah, my there? dad's I'm name like, is oh, Sean. You know it's spelled S E A N. They're like, "Hi, is, uh, is Sheen Alleyward yes, there?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Goodbye." It's being very, very polite to the accent that's supposed to be calling your house. Mr. Alward. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Yes. I see you have some problems with your Microsoft. Uh, Is Mr. Berkey there? Mr. Berkey, <laughs> Mr. have you Berkey. interest in solar panel for your house? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mags, I don't want you to plug anything. I don't want any of the creeps checking you out on Facebook. Yeah, no, please. Like, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, I don't do anything exciting. I would plug my nursery school, but I don't know if people would want to go. Meg, I don't want any of the creeps following you either. So let's just keep it at that. I got enough creeps following what? me. <laughs> Lawrence Patrick, any anything to send us home on on this one? No, just find me out in the garage working gonna, on something. We're going to end the episode now, and then I'm going to make my phone call to our friend Anthony D. Domenico, who's going to tell us about the house a little bit, some of the creepy shit he knows. Um, that being said, guys, if you like the show, uh, we love doing it. Uh, this is true. I'm going to do a, a legitimate call to action here for it. I lose about $200 a month doing this show, um, but we love doing it, and it's it's in pre-revenue right now. So in order to keep this thing going, we have to start launching a, like a donation app or something like that. So we're going to move forward with that one as we go here. We do not want to start doing ads on the show. We do not want to start creating a paywall to charge you guys for episodes. So keep a lookout for that one. If you've been on the ground floor, like a lot of you have, we have some awesome people. We have listeners in South Africa. That's unreal. I never thought I was going to reach people in South Africa with this show. Uh, we have no listeners in Ireland, so fuck you, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Isn't my coffee your number one? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually Australia and uh, Canada and uh, Great Britain. So I should have listened when I was in Ireland. That would have helped. The number. <laughs> 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 we didn't listen. But uh, yeah, anybody who's been on the ground floor with the show, just know that we love you. It means a lot. I can see who listens to the show. I can I pay attention to who's sharing the stuff for us on uh, Facebook and all that other stuff. So just know that it means a lot, guys. We're going to keep growing this bad boy if we can. Uh, leaving us a review on iTunes, a written review. The five star thing is great, but a written review helps push us up in the search results. So that being said, Kahuna, is there anything else we got to wrap up on, brother? I think you're good. Guys, follow me at uh, KP Burke Sucks at Twitter and Instagram, KP Burke on Facebook. Check out my stand up dates. I got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I'm going to be headlining. First announcement here I'm going to be headlining Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, April 15th. So come do your taxes oh, and then laugh. my calendar. <laughs> For real. It's a good one. It's BYOB down there, too. So Liam will love it. Um, <laughs> there you go. But that being said, guys, uh, thank you so much for all your support of the show. We got uh, three more, potentially four more. Halloween-themed kind of spooky episodes here. We're trying to do something nice for the, the month of October. But that was Lizzie Borden, American Loser. An American Loser the day I was born An American Loser the day I was born An American Loser the day I was born, An